Blog Talk Radio. Welcome one and all to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, and do I have an exciting show for you today. First, I want to give you a heads up about the Santa Fe Parkinson's Recovery Summit that will convene February 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I have posted full details about all of the workshops that will be presented in Santa Fe. Many of you registered for the summit without having a clue what was going to happen. Now you get to see who's going to be there and what they're going to talk about. In addition to the individuals that are actually listed now on the summit website, there are actually going to be a number of other individuals who will be providing personal, individual, private treatments of one type or form or another. In many conferences that you may have attended, the experience consists of, first of all, of course, registering, and then eating perhaps a sugar cookie or a bonbon, then essentially you listen to non-stop PowerPoint-type presentations. You have some more sugar cookies, a big dessert for lunch, and then you see some more PowerPoint presentations. About 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you get pretty gosh darn tired, and you have to go up to your hotel room and sleep. That's, my friends, not what happens at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. We are hands-on. We are experiential. You have an opportunity not only to get extensive information about all the options that are available to individuals, but better yet, you have an opportunity for many of these options to experience them firsthand. One of the workshop presenters has been doing some truly revolutionary work in terms of research, discovering exactly what's going on in terms of the neurological system and what it takes to actually be able to reverse all of those imbalances. I want to play for you a very short clip from Dr. Jacqueline Gisburn from Colorado, who has been now during neurofeedback treatments for individuals with Parkinson's for a number of years, and who has made some, I want to say, groundbreaking discoveries about what what's really going on. Here's Dr. Gisborne. Jacqueline, tell us all about your Santa Fe presentation. Well, the Santa Fe presentation will be the first of several um, that we will be doing because we have found some new research and we've made some new discoveries, and we really are looking at needing to develop a new paradigm for how to uh, address Parkinson's. So we will be presenting some of that data and the rationale for how we're going forward so that we can open the door to new insights and discoveries from the larger research community. And we'll present that and give you an idea of what it is we're doing and how it's different and how a person can go forward toward a recovery state. So those things will be presented and uh, we'll just be... Um, uh, speaking to people, we will probably be interviewing people to ask if their their life sequences and the other things that we've uh, covered 
it fall in line with what our data is beginning to tell us. So we'll have some things so that there's a lot of interaction in the workshop. I understand that you are going to make beta resets available to a limited number of individuals at the summit. Well, that that's true. We will have, uh, I will be coming and my colleague Jenna Har will be with me. And we uh, said we would love to be able to make this available. So we are looking at probably 15 people that we, we have, uh, we are going to leave a lot of time so that each person gets uh, everything they need. But we're looking at 12 to 15 people that we will uh, take and um, let them experience the, the beta reset and some of the modalities that we use to help the body start moving into a recovery state. How can people get in touch with you? They can call my office at 970-384-2880, and that is the best way because they will give me a, uh, uh, a message that you've called, and then uh, uh, my assistant then will start making a list of everyone, and then we will coordinate and um, uh, fix the schedule when we get to Santa Fe. Jacqueline Gisborne, I so look forward to seeing you again at the Santa Fe Summit in February. I'm looking forward to it also. I fully realize that the Santa Fe Summit, given that it's in February of 2013, sounds like a long, long way and far off opportunity to find ways to get relief from the symptoms of a Parkinson's. If you're aware of Dr. Gisborne's work and would like to be able to experience it firsthand, I need to tell you today, you really need to make an appointment with her now. She obviously has a limited uh, number of individuals that she can see. So if you land in Santa Fe in February and you're hoping, oh, you'd like to talk with her about the possibility of making an appointment, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be too late. So call her, talk with her, listen to my prior radio shows with Dr. Gisborne. If that's an option that you'd like to be able to explore, you need to make an appointment with her now to be able to get that individual treatment. Of course, you'll be able to see her workshop and experience everything she's doing and interact with her throughout the entire workshop as well. And now, hold on to your seats for a most engaging and exciting show with Johan Boswinkle. I'm Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. My guest today is Johan Boswinkle. Tell us all about yourself. Uh, well, uh, I'm Johan Boswinkle, born in the Netherlands on Christmas Day. Um, and uh, uh, since the early 70s, when I studied economy, I was uh, wondering why no economic plan ever works. And I came to the conclusion that the plan could not work because the economy does not include human beings. So in order to, uh, I thought if I want to be a good economist, I have to know more about humans. And in my naivety, I started to study medicine only to find that there were no human beings in medicine either. There were organs and diseases and bacteria, viruses and drugs, but no human beings. Uh, so I was very disappointed and went back into finance until uh, in, uh, a couple of years later, an acupuncturist asked me,
me to translate a couple of articles from German into English. And uh, there were articles about uh, biophotons, uh, about uh, the electromagnetic fields that all affect us, and about the 12 dimensions in which we all live. Uh, there were mathematicians who had proven that we all lived in 12 dimensions. And those uh, uh, articles, I translated them, and uh, I read them, and I read them, and I read them again. And uh, three months later, I gave up my job, and I went back to university to study physics, to learn primarily to learn more about the biophotons. But they were so new in those days uh, that uh, they could not be taught, and they didn't know anything about it. And even now, uh, many years later, they are still not taught. It is still not taught that a human being is a light being. Uh, the biophotons are all information packages. And every biochemical reaction in the body is always preceded by an electromagnetic signal. That was long known, but they never knew where the signal came from. And it now appears to be the biophotons. Uh, so if there is a wrong biochemical reaction, there must be a wrong biophoton. The information that in, is in the biophoton, that must be wrong. And I thought, if I want to correct the biochemistry of the body, then you will have to investigate the light. And uh, in the research, uh, I found that the biophotons really uh, uh, are the answer to most of people's problems. And uh, it is I also found out that uh, it is only the own body that knows what is wrong with it. And you have to ask the body to give you the answers. And uh, I have, uh, over the last 30 years, uh, succeeded in uh, developing various systems that can ask the body, and the body will always answer. Will always answer. And then uh, the body has to heal itself. And uh, uh, there are many uh, components in uh, the system uh, that will let the body heal itself. And that is what we uh, primarily do. We ask the body what's wrong with it, and we give them instruction to heal itself. And uh, uh, one of the main problems is this the discrimination system of the body. Uh, that has to be corrected because that is working in almost nobody. The body doesn't recognize when anything is wrong and lets it go. And then uh, all kind of chronic situations develop from that. Uh, but uh, I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm 61 now. Uh, and, uh, uh, and well, the last uh, couple of years, uh, there has uh, really been uh, a breakthrough uh, I think it's because of the, the consciousness of, of the people that seem to go up. Uh, people realize more and more that all the people and all the systems that for years they have they have uh, put their faith in, they trusted on, they now all appear to be illusions. And uh, we have always been taught to listen to our parents, to listen to the teachers, to listen to the doctors, uh, but it uh, now has become clear that they have don't know anything. Uh, but what 
what we have not learned is to listen to ourselves. And we are ourselves the only authority uh, that can that knows what's good for us and what is not. What is Parkinson's according to your experience? Uh, what is Parkinson's? Uh, according to my experience, uh, it's a calcification of the body. Uh, the body becomes stiff, uh, and uh, uh, it's all due to calcification. And uh, if you have a, a calcification problem in your body, uh, if it is arteriosclerosis or osteoporosis or gallstones, kidney stones, uh, or uh, Parkinson's, uh, it is due to a malfunctioning in the parathyroid gland. The parathyroid gland is responsible for the calcium metabolism. If the calcium, uh, if the parathyroid is not functioning, then the calcium will be deposited in the wrong places, like in arteriosclerosis, uh, like in gallstones, like in kidney stones. If you have uh, uh, in Parkinson's, it's deposited in the tissues. And the tissues get calcified, and then the body gets stiff, and the the, uh, uh, the muscles they get insufficient blood, and uh, then they start trembling. Uh, but uh, uh, and your uh, arteries in your brain get clogged uh, of calcium, and. Uh, as a result of that, uh, you lose memory and uh, uh, concentration abilities and all these type of things. Uh, but calcium is uh, always caused by calcium deposits in the tissues. There are also uh, uh, a number of uh, people that take uh, calcium supplements. And I've seen many uh, women who three months after taking calcium supplements, they get Parkinson's. And uh, it's all because if you have uh, the, the calcium supplements are given uh, to prevent, uh, for example, uh, osteoporosis. Uh, but if the uh, uh, the body is not doing any the right thing with uh, uh, calcium, and that's why it's withdrawing uh, calcium from the bones, then you can imagine that the body is going to do the same wrong things with the additional calcium. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, the medical profession also causes Parkinson's, uh, plus the fact that uh, the calcium that you get from supplements, uh, its molecular structure is far too big to be absorbed by the cells. It's 100 times too big, and uh, uh, that is um, uh, the case uh, with all uh, mineral supplements, that they are far too big to be absorbed by the body, and the body doesn't know what to do with it, and deposits them somewhere, and if you're lucky, you uh, produce a very expensive urine. If a person has Parkinson's symptoms, does that mean that they have Parkinson's? Uh, no, uh, uh, there was just uh, I, uh, just had an MD here in my office. Uh, he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Uh, he 
was drooling, uh, couldn't walk uh, properly anymore. His brain uh, was going, uh, re was getting retarded very fast. He couldn't talk properly. And uh, when I asked his body uh, what uh, was wrong with him, uh, uh, he had all the symptoms, uh, but he had, did not have Parkinson's. And during the one treatment, he improved that dramatically. Uh, that I said, well, it can't have been Parkinson's. And his wife, who was also an MD, completely agreed. Uh, and uh, because there are many other systems, the drooling uh, can happen because of uh, the uh, gallbladder system malfunctioning. Uh, he couldn't walk anymore because his liver system was malfunctioning. The liver is in control of the strength of all the muscles and the gallbladder system is in control of the tension. Uh, if those systems are failing, then it is a gallbladder liver uh, issue. Uh, in the, uh, uh, you can have uh, lack of uh, concentration, uh, loss of uh, memory. If your intestinal flora is depleted, if there's no intestinal flora, you get, you will get these symptoms. Uh, it's the same as uh, people who, uh, who go to the doctor and say you have the beginners of Alzheimer's. Uh, often uh, it is only the intestinal flora uh, that is missing, and uh, uh, very often uh, uh, people have liver, gallbladder issues because uh, of emotional suppression. Uh, generally, the Parkinson's symptoms uh, are due to gallbladder and liver disturbances. They don't function properly, and that's why uh, the muscles are uh, weakening. That you start, that's why you start drooling. Uh, uh, that's why you can't walk properly anymore. Uh, there are uh, very many uh, systems that are out of order, and uh, uh, that's why they uh, uh, they start giving symptoms, which are uh, uh, normally then unrelated to those organs. Uh, we use in biotechnology we use uh, the teachings of uh, many. Uh, systems and we use normal medical knowledge. We use the knowledge of the Chinese. We use the knowledge of homeopathy. Uh, and uh, we combine that all in one uh, big system and that has uh, proven so successfully in almost every chronic disease. We'll be right back with Johan Boswinkel after this short station break. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, and of course, this is the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show. At most conferences, presenters come at their appointed hour. They deliver their hour-and-a-half presentation, usually in PowerPoint form. There may be a question or two allowed at the end. The presenter then simply takes up all of their papers, their PowerPoint uh, presentation, and they exit. You never see them again. At the Parkinson's Recovery Summit, presenters come, they stay, they interact, they answer your questions, they do present their workshop, 
and they also provide individual consultations for people who are interested. In other words, it is an engaging opportunity to receive experiences of these various treatment options that you may not otherwise have the opportunity to take advantage of. I want to also recommend, as I did with Dr. Gisborne, that you really need to make advance appointments with individuals if you want to be sure to obtain a private session or private consultation or private treatment. One of the individuals who will also be presenting a workshop is Sherry Edwards from Sound Health Option, who does diagnostics of what's wrong from using voice profiles. We really do have the pioneers who are making a difference in terms of helping people get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. Here's Sherry Edwards. Sherry, tell us all about your workshop at the Santa Fe Summit. Well, from what we see here at the Institute of Bioacoustic Biology, it seems to me that Parkinson's and other cell signaling diseases have become an absolute pandemic. So we've been looking into this for over a year, and we found many, many reasons why this is happening, and we're going to share that with the audience. You'll be providing some services at the summit as well? Absolutely. Not only telling people why they might have some cell signaling or Parkinson's-type disease, we're going to provide everyone there with a software and a class, teach them how to do this so that they can monitor themselves, try to put health back into the hands of the people. And how do people get in touch with you, Sherry, before the summit? Just sherryedwards at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and I so look forward to seeing you again at the Santa Fe Summit, Sherry. Great. I'm looking forward to being there. Now back to my interview with Johan Boswinkel. Johan, so my question turns on, when does a person really have Parkinson's? Uh, well, uh, uh, that is if his body is really calcified. Uh, we can, uh, uh, and everybody, uh, in order to have Parkinson's, you must have a malfunctioning parathyroid gland. Now, the malfunctioning parathyroid gland we see in everybody. Uh, and that is uh, primarily due to the anti-tetanus uh, vaccine and uh, to whiplash conditions. Especially in the United States, uh, I see this more than I've seen everywhere anywhere else in the body. Uh, people have a whiplash. And uh, whiplash can be uh, corrected uh, in a two-minute treatment. Then uh, you don't have a whiplash anymore. And just this uh, will improve the situation incredibly because your whole head start, then starts functioning properly again. Now, there, uh, of course, everybody has a, a, a malfunctioning parathyroid gland. Uh, but not everybody has gets Parkinson. That's only when it gets extreme. Uh, uh, it might be due to uh, yeah various other other issues. Uh, many people also have uh, uh, if they have uh, whiplash, they get thyroid problems, and uh, especially the many vaccinations that uh, people get, uh, especially in the United States, uh, they lead to an ever 
decreasing function of the parathyroid gland. So if they are really bad, uh, then uh, the body starts putting calcium in the tissues and uh, that's when people really get uh, uh, Parkinson's. We can always uh, see this in the tissues uh, because we, we test the remedies and we ask the body, is this the right remedy, is it not? But if the calcium uh, remedies are reacting on the tissues, then uh, people really have calcium. And uh, it can be in the beginning stage or it can be uh, at, at the end stage. If people are totally calcified, you can't do much anymore because in order for my treatments to work, you need a body that can regulate. And positive regulation or negative regulation is better than no regulation. If the body is stiff, it cannot move anymore. And uh, we can still correct the parathyroid and everything like that. Uh, and then the body will have to uh, decrease uh, the calcium deposit uh, by itself. Uh, now, in order for that to happen, uh, uh, a lot more has to happen with the body. Uh, but people really have Parkinson if their body is calcified. And if it's not calcified, it has the Parkinson's symptoms have different causes. Of the vaccinations that you listed, the one it sounded like that was at the top was tetanus. Did I understand that correctly? That's correctly. Anti-tetanus, uh, and that's known medically that it disrupts the calcium metabolism. You've referred some to other conditions that can cause Parkinson's symptoms. Can you summarize those with listeners? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, the trembling of uh, the hands and uh, the general degeneration of the muscles is all caused uh, by liver conditions or by conditions of the gallbladder system. Uh, in the liver system. Now, uh, the gallbladder physically is only a, a tiny uh, bag hanging on the liver, hanging on the bottom of the liver, uh, to uh, uh, to release the bile uh, with the digestion. And that's very good for uh, uh, your fat metabolism, for example. But the whole uh, liver and gallbladder play a big role in your metabolism. But if the system, this is just physical. Energetically, uh, the gallbladder is responsible for many symptoms. Uh, symptoms like migraines, PMS, pain in the hips, uh, muscle cramps, uh, uh, the bone marrow. It's all the gallbladder system that is, uh, in those cases, if you have those symptoms, the gallbladder system is responsible. Uh, uh, the liver uh, very often is bad in an early stage, but the liver has a great uh, way to suppress problems. And uh, all this time you don't feel anything. Then you think everything is well because you don't feel symptoms. Uh, once you get a symptom, you must you can treat the symptom, but the symptom always has a cause like uh, a tumor is not cancer, tumor is a result of cancer. Uh, cancer is a different uh, melody uh, which exists in the system 
and the result is a tumor. Uh, so also the trembling is a result of a muscle problem. Now this muscle problem is a symptom, and you should not treat it, but you should look for the cause. Uh, uh, you can have a uh, muscle problem because of degeneration of the strength of the muscles. Uh, then the body cannot uh, hold much anymore and then it starts trembling. It can also be due uh, to the tension in the muscle and that, then it's a gobelary issue. If it's a strength, it's a muscle uh, uh, problem, but it can also be uh, tension in the muscle. Uh, that has different causes. If you have Bell's palsy, you get one of your cheeks dropping. That's a gobbler issue. Uh, uh, if you have migraines, uh, uh, then uh, the uh, the gobbler meridian is involved. Uh, so uh, uh, if you have drooling. Yeah, well, uh, it can be a, a gallbladder problem. If it's lack of uh, loss of memory or loss of concentration, then it might be due to calcification of the brain. That might be that the arteries in the brain are calcified, uh, by which the brain doesn't uh, get enough oxygen and blood anymore. But it can also be a lack of intestinal flora. Uh, uh, and... Uh, 70% uh, of all the people walk around with a chronically infected appendix and the appendicitis does not say restricted to the uh, uh, appendix but starts involving the whole large and small intestine and then the climate gets wrong for the bacteria to survive and the bacteria move uh, they disappear from your large intestine they can go and sit anywhere else in the body where they only do harm and no good. But this fact in itself can cause uh, the mental problems that are often associated uh, with, uh, with uh, Parkinson's. But so there can be many systems, but uh, generally it's uh, one of those two. And uh, you have to uh, remove the uh, uh, chronically affected appendix and not physically but you have to remove the infection from it and uh, this can uh, before uh, the climate is right again for the intestinal bacteria to settle there again uh, once they're settled your problems are nine times out of ten they're gone immediately can people recover from real Parkinson's? yes they can recover uh, if it's not too far uh, what I've said, uh, uh, if the calcification of the body has gone too far, then the body doesn't regulate anymore. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, if the body doesn't regulate anymore, then the body cannot be moved uh, to uh, move all the calcium uh, in the body. Because over the years, uh, uh, it has gone uh very bad but in the beginning stages uh, once you have the first uh, symptoms of Parkinson's uh, we can check if it is Parkinson's uh, if it's not then uh, there's no trouble at all uh, cleaning them up uh, if it's real Parkinson's or we can see uh, how much calcification there is in the body and if the body still responds to signals 
uh, if the body still responds to signals, then uh, uh, people can recover completely. I know people would love to get just a short summary of the question, what could be the causes of symptoms of Parkinson's then? You've alluded to a number of them, but what could be a list of the causes of the symptoms? Uh, well, uh, symptoms are uh, like the flashing lights on a police car. The flashing lights on a police car are there to attract attention to the police car not onto themselves so uh, you have to always look beneath you have to look what's underneath the symptom and uh, there can be uh, people can have particular symptoms uh, which can be uh, caused by many different things I mean if you have a serious liver condition uh, uh, then uh, the cause uh, might be uh, fear, for example, or grief. But it can also be physical. It can be emotional as well as physical. From emotional suppression, for example, uh, one of the things that you get from that is liver cirrhosis. Uh, uh, people think that liver cirrhosis you get from drinking too much alcohol. Uh, but you also have to see that emotional suppression also leads to drinking of alcohol. So the emotional suppression causes a liver cirrhosis and causes drinking of alcohol. That is one cause uh, that uh, affects more than one system. We can have uh, uh, 100 people uh, with the same symptoms, but then 100 people people, the causes are different. Uh, but the organ system that are involved in uh, 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 symptoms are the same. I mean, what I said, the liver is always involved in the strength of all the muscle. The, the gallbladder is responsible for the tension in every muscle. Uh, the intestinal flora uh, is often uh, the cause of loss of memory and loss of concentration. But again, uh, the, the the symptom uh, can be caused uh, by uh, a variety of malfunctions in the body, and the body uh, uh, does not discriminate. Uh, the body uh, has lost this ability and uh, then the body doesn't do anything anymore uh, for the body everything is okay but we have found that if you treat the hormonal system because every single function of the body is controlled by the hormones if you get uh, the recognition system which is settled in the pituitary gland if you get that activated again then the body starts seeing again hey this has all gone wrong we need to rectify and once you have the hormonal system corrected uh, you get the cooperation of the body in healing itself from then on the body healing system uh, self-healing system functions again and uh, that is what we are always trying to achieve we'll be right back with Johan Boswinkel after this short station break 
I'm your host of the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show that you're listening to today. If you'd like to be able to obtain and see and read and even hear more information about the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st through 24th, visit the Summit website where you'll find a wealth of information about everything that will be happening on those four days. You can get access to the Summit website by going to the main website which is parkinsonsrecovery.com, you'll see a link there to the summit. Just click on the picture and you'll be taken directly to that marvelous summit website where I have posted clips of all of the 20 presenters who will be talking about what they will be offering at the summit. One of those presenters is an individual who's worked with Parkinson's as a physical therapist for 20 years in Hawaii and written a number of groundbreaking award-winning books. Kevin Lockett now talks about his participation at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in Santa Fe. Kevin, tell us all about your Santa Fe workshop. Uh, well, aloha. I'm excited. Uh, I'm a physical therapist with uh, specialty in Parkinson's and been a neurological therapist for 23 years. And So uh, the, the workshop that I'll be providing is called Movement Strategies and Applying Movement and Exercise to uh, Parkinson's Research to Everyday Lives. So the session will be... Um, we're going to present some research, but it's going to be more um, uh, interactive, including demonstration and, and, and participation from, from the attendees. Uh, the, the goal is to uh, leave the participants with, uh, with an improved ability to stave off the motor symptoms, especially during the times of uh, when the medication, when they're on off times, and, and in general, given strategies for overall uh, mobility and to reduce falls, which is, which is a very big issue with progressed uh, Parkinson's. Kevin, we've known each other for about five years. I look forward to finally meeting you in person in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, likewise. I, I'm excited. I, I uh, looked on the uh, who you have coming for the summit. It's a very, very exciting uh, uh, group of uh, specialties that you brought together, so I plan on learning a lot as well. How can people get in touch with you? The best way to, to reach me is, is email, because uh, I do live here in Hawaii, so there's a time difference for most people, uh, and that is Kevin at OhanaPacificRehab.com, uh, as well as we, we have a website, uh, which is OhanaPacificRehab.com as well, and we have a YouTube channel that has quite a bit of videos on uh, not only for Parkinson's, but caregiving. Um, and that is uh, on the Pacific Rehab channel on YouTube. So uh, those are the various uh, ways to get some more information prior to the workshop. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing everyone and, and, uh, uh, and sharing the, the things that I have. And we look forward to seeing you soon, Kevin. Aloha. And now back to my interview with guest Johan Boswinkel. What then are the chances of recovering from Parkinson's symptoms? Uh, well, what I said, uh, Parkinson's symptoms, uh, if you have people who have Parkinson's symptoms, that doesn't mean that they have Parkinson's. Uh, I always also said you have to always look beneath the symptoms to see what organ systems are malfunctioning uh, and uh, which are which are functioning. In uh, order 
to ask the body, uh, we always ask the body, the body has to indicate itself what is actually happening. Uh, and uh, uh, if the, it's because it's, it's a functional problem. Parkinson's symptoms are a functional problem. And you have to get these things before the functional problems turn into structural problems. Because if it becomes structural, then it's far more difficult to get rid of the symptoms. As long as they're functional, it's easy. But structural problems are more difficult to get rid of. Uh, uh, the chances of uh, recovering from Parkinson's symptoms are close to 100%. Uh, if they're only symptom, if, it, if, if they have really Parkinson and it's advanced, then the chances decrease rapidly. Uh, but uh, it's always a functioning of the problem of the body, and you have to uh, look at the causes behind the functioning. Uh, and then you can uh, you can get rid of them because when the cause is gone, the symptom is gone at the same time. I know listeners are going to want to know what do they have to do then to get rid of their symptoms. Uh, well, they uh, what people have to do is uh, first place uh, uh, listening to themselves and not to doctors anymore. Uh, because the, I mean, if you have something in your body, the only way to stop it is to get it out, and you can't get anything out by putting something else, something else in. Uh, so, uh, uh, and very often uh, the medication that people get uh, is as bad as the side effects, and God knows what. Uh, and sometimes that causes uh, new symptoms. And people get more drugs for it, and the more drugs you get, the body is uh, less and less handling them properly. Uh, but the people really have to go to uh, uh, a biontologist. Uh, uh, that's how I uh, call my uh, therapy. Uh, uh, ontology is the study into the ultimate reality of nature and the ultimate reality of nature I have found to be light. Uh, we are light beings, and in this light, both health and disease is contained. I mean, most people think health is a condition. Health is not a condition. Health is a process of which disease can be uh, a part. But the body always has to overcome disease by itself then its whole immune system gets stronger. If it can't do that, well, you have to investigate why not. So uh, people can get uh, have to go to biontologist. Uh, most of our biontologists uh, in uh, the U.S. Uh, are not uh, uh, don't have that much experience yet. I myself have 30 years of it, and uh, uh, here in Walnut Creek in California. We are uh, bringing, uh, uh, about every uh, uh, month, we bring in a therapist from Europe who has a lot more experience and who can get uh, the systems uh, going fast very quickly. There's a website uh, on our, uh, yeah, we have a website. It's www.biontology.com. 
uh, this website is at the moment uh, making a new one. Uh, I'm just reviewing the text for the new one, but will be up in the air very soon. But on this website, uh, you can also find therapists anywhere in the world. Uh, the therapists have to list themselves, uh, so uh, you can check there if there's a therapist in your neighborhood. And otherwise, uh, you can also uh, uh, contact uh, this office, uh, and the uh, it's at info at biontology.com. Then you uh, your email is redirected automatically to this office here. And the phone number to call? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's nine two five. Three one zero five double zero two. Is it possible for an individual to actually have an appointment with you? Uh, yes, uh, I am uh, uh, in the United States uh, uh, very much well, more frequently, uh, but I'm. Uh, uh, People can get an appointment in December, I think, uh, or November, perhaps. There might be uh, spots, but they can only uh, find that out uh, from my secretary because uh, she is running all the appointments here. But people can get an appointment with me, uh, but they have to uh, contact the office, and then uh, uh, she can plan everything. One of the images that's rotating on the radio show page shows a picture of a machine, a fascinating-looking machine. It looks like a person might put their hands on it. I know people are going to be curious about what that is. Can you explain to people what that image I, is? I have, I, have, I have no idea what picture is rotating. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, it's uh, got a little panel, and it looks like it has a place for people to place their hands is it is, is the is the instrument that is uh, rotating? Is it orange and blue? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, there is uh, uh, no uh, place on the instrument to place your hands. Uh, uh, there might be a, a hand showing there, uh, but that's only part of our measuring program, which shows exactly the points of the fingers, uh, which can show uh, which you have to measure. So when a person actually goes to see you, there is some assessment of the light that's emanating from the person's body, uh, body that, cells? Yes, the, yes we uh, uh, assist, uh, assess the light that's coming from the body's uh, signal. And if this light is coherent, then it's good. If the light is chaotic, it's bad. And uh, the bad light needs to be corrected so that it becomes coherent again. because only coherent signals provide the right information for the body to do it. And we can detect uh, very quickly which parts of the body are having disturbances in it and uh, emit uh, chaotic light. So, for example, if I come to see you and you do an assessment, you might be able to determine that, for, ex for example, the flora in my stomach are not up to the standards required for full health and wellness. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Or my liver might not be, or my gallbladder, et cetera, et cetera. But you'd actually yeah, be able yeah, to pinpoint yeah. the issue then, and then... I can, 
and, yeah. and then do an do a, a correction so that 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 uh, stream of light could instead of having the disturbances would uh, be able to have uh, potency. Uh, yeah, the uh, we can correct it all and uh, also uh, the sequence of reading uh, because uh, uh, the various organs. They also have, if, if if they're in good state, they provide energy for the other organs, and the other organs might then be uh, recovering if they get more energy, and uh, the uh, the disturbances are eliminated, then they recover very fast. So we, but we can we can assess the light that comes out of any organ uh, individually, and we can even identify the various parts of the organ where uh, the disturbances uh, have happened. I mean, if you have, uh, if you eat a lot of fish, for example, or sea fish, then there are, or you eat tuna, there's a big chance that you have mercury poisoning. And there's mercury in your system, but we can assess exactly where the mercury is. That's By so cool. <laughs> I just want to say, it's just so cool. Gee, that's amazing. And you actually are the creator and the inventor of this technology. Uh, yes. Uh, after the biophotons uh, had been discovered, uh, uh, and uh, I realized what they were really doing and what we could do with it, uh, uh, I decided to. I was. Uh, I'm a very practical guy. And I say, what, well, what can we do with it? And uh, all the uh, biophotons at the moment, uh, after they've been discovered, are now about there are 60 universities doing research into it, but none of them uh, researches applications. Uh, and as far as I know, I'm the only one who has uh, actually have found many applications for it. And a biophoton, and we have the, an industry uh, which is called the biophotonics, which is very different than what we do. We work with the biophotons, not on the biophotons. I mean, a photon is a light particle. And if the light particle is emitted from a living system, we call it a biophoton. And uh, only living systems can issue biophotons. And we work with the biophoto. My instrument doesn't generate any light. It's all your own light that uh, gets in a circuit. And uh, then the chaotic light uh, uh, gets rectified and be turned into a coherent light. But it's all your own body doing it. Uh, we have no external uh, information uh, or external light. It's your own body's light that has to do it. And it's because the body does it itself. Uh, it has this incredible impact because the body is always tuned in to its own light. And uh, I mean, uh, most people that come to us have very chronic, very serious diseases, uh, and they still recover. We have, a, well, I personally have a success rate of 96% in all chronic illnesses and on in average my therapists around the world have a success rate of eighty percent. 
So uh, there's in all chronic illnesses, and uh, most people, they've gone through the complete medical circuit, they've gone through the complete alternative circuit, and they are still sick. And I believe that all because all these systems are geared to treat symptoms. And uh, then it doesn't work. Uh, and uh, if you treat causes, yeah, well, then uh, the body uh, recovers a lot. I mean, most of our therapies are our ex-patients. They've experienced it. And uh, uh, they work best with it. My understanding, then, of the biophotons is that it's not just a frequency, it's an information package, so to speak. Is that correct? Yes, it's not a frequency. Uh, it's an information package. That's what the biophotons are, uh, and uh, information that can sit on any frequency or any wavelength. Uh, and... Uh, uh, if you have uh, uh, your memory, for example, uh, no scientist has ever found memory inside your body. So it's likely to be outside. And your ability to remember is your ability to tune in to this or that wavelength on which this information is sitting. Uh, and uh, yeah, biophotons are only information packages. We all have we have to do is we have to supply the body with particular information, and then the fo body functions properly again. If then you were doing this assessment for me and found that the floor and my intestines were deficient, how then do you straighten out the beam, so to speak, of these biophotons for me? How do you help my body get back on track? Uh, well, if, if your flora uh, was deficient, I would first so find the cause why your flora is deficient. I keep always asking the question, why? And the body only answers. I mean, you might have uh, uh, used uh, antibiotics, for example. Uh, these antibiotics, like all drugs, they leave residues in the body. So we have to get the body to release these antibiotic residues. Or you might have had appendicitis, or you still have appendicitis, and this appendicitis affects your whole intestinal tract and uh, creates a climate in which no bacteria can live. Uh, and then you might uh, want to uh, start uh, taking probiotics. But of course the probiotics don't work because the climate is still wrong. So I would have to check if there is appendicitis in you, and it can be acute appendicitis, can be chronic appendicitis, can be necroticizing appendix. Uh, uh, if you see, uh, if your appendicitis, appendicitis uh, turns into uh, Crohn's disease or colitis ulcerosa, colitis ulcerosa and Crohn's disease are always caused by appendicitis. So uh, you have then to treat the appendicitis. Uh, but uh, the appendicitis might be due to uh, your tonsillitis. Huh? Uh, tonsils and appendix have the same tissue. In Europe, uh, the appendix is also called the abdominal tonsil. And it might be due to tonsillitis. That many people have had, many people uh, might have had it concurrent, uh, frequently. Uh, and their, appendix, their tonsils have been removed. 
uh, people say, oh, uh, when I see, oh, that's tonsillitis. I say, oh, my tonsils have been removed. Well, we have ten tonsils. We have five five pairs of tonsils. They uh, And they don't remove them, they cut them. So uh, there might still be tonsillitis there. It's chronic, and uh, the body, if you have a chronic infection, the body does not react. So even if you have chronic appendicitis and you do blood work, the doctor will not see anything because they look for the reactions in the body. The leukocytes, the white blood cells, they should be increased in appendicitis, but they're not anymore. If it turns chronic, the body doesn't react, and then the appendicitis can still be there and nothing can be seen in the blood. Uh, so the whole uh, blood work uh, is, uh, well, I'm wondering very much uh, what use is this, because uh, I believe that uh, the whole medical profession uh, still believes the body is the same way as it was 100 years ago, and it's not. The bodies don't react anymore, uh, and that is the main uh, criteria we have to get the body to react again to anything that happens to it. Uh, the body should see it and correct it immediately. And uh, uh, our idea, uh, our whole idea, is uh, to uh, restore the bodies to their original glory. Then uh, people are becoming, will be independent of any uh, doctor or, or a therapist or anything like that. Uh, that's what, uh, because the bodies can do it itself, by itself again. And normally, uh, bodies do this and people don't get sick anymore. Of course, you uh, will have to train your immune system again, uh, but the body uh, uh, will do that. More and more people are being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at earlier and earlier ages, and many of our listeners have been newly diagnosed. What would you want to say to those listeners, those listeners who have just received a diagnosis of Parkinson's? Well, if they have uh, just uh, received the diagnosis, uh, uh, of course I'm uh, uh, aware that uh, people are getting this younger and younger. Uh, I've already seen uh, boys of seven years old with serious arteriosclerosis. They're a body that I would normally expect in somebody of 70 or something like that, uh, but they have it already at age seven. I recommend uh, seriously uh, that they see uh, a biontologist as quickly as possible and uh, uh, so the, their bodies can be uh, uh, the discrimination system and the, and the calcium metabolism uh, can be corrected so that at least it doesn't go further and then uh, try to uh, get the body uh, to heal uh, the rest of the symptoms. Johan Boswinkel, I want to thank you on the behalf of our many thousands of listeners for your incredible contributions to helping people figure out what it really takes to be able to get well. Yes, you're welcome. And thank you so much for being a guest with us on the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show today. Thank you. To receive the Parkinson's Recovery newsletter. All you need to do is sign up. Go to the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com. You'll see a little link there that says newsletter. Click that and all you have to do is enter your name and your email address. Rest assured that your email address is private and confidential and secure. I do not sell or trade or give out 
that information to anyone. So rest assured, it's secured. You will only receive email newsletters from me about all of the happenings and all of the discoveries that we are making here through the work I have been doing at Parkinson's Recovery. We're six years into this project so far, and I must report that we are making incredible discoveries through our interviews with people just like Johan Boswinkel about really what is going on with the symptoms associated with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. To meet many of the individuals who've been guests on my radio show, come to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. It's 2013, Santa Fe, New Mexico, February 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. It is indeed an amazing program. The events at the summit are just as much for an individual who currently has a diagnosis of Parkinson's as they are for their family members, spouses, uncles, aunts, grandmothers, children. You'll find that what's being discussed and presented and experienced at the summit will help absolutely everyone. I look forward to connecting with you, to meeting with you, and joining up with you at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit in just five months from now. Those of you who have already signed up, let me encourage you to also register at the hotel, assuming you want to stay at the same hotel where all of the presentations will be done. La Fonda Hotel The reason I'm encouraging you to do this is the hotel will fill up. There are hotels within a block distance that are absolutely wonderful, so worry not. If you call and you can't get a room, you'll be able to get a room nearby. No need to actually pay any money at this point. They just want to get your name, your address, and your reservation. You'll pay up at the end of your stay at the La Fonda Hotel. Santa Fe, New Mexico, in February for the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. I look forward to connecting with all of you there. And this is Robert Rogers at Parkinson's Recovery in Olympia, Washington. That's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are connected to Parkinson's Recovery and you are listening to this radio show today, that you indeed are on the road to recovery. Good day.